0: Thanks so much for listening. Voice search, Amazon Echo, Google. Chip Edwards knows a thing or two about all of these topics. And let me tell you what I learned from talking to him. We are all sleeping on voice search. Chip will tell us the importance of being on voice search, especially Amazon Echo and Google, and why the earlier you get in, the better. He gives us lots of great advice for how it can improve our ranking, how we can show up in more Google searches, and just in general, be readily available where more and more people are consuming content. And be sure to stay tuned until the end for a special offer just for listeners. This episode is brought to you by Yes Please Coffee. Upgrade your morning with Yes Please. This fantastic coffee subscription will send freshly roasted beans to your door with no fuss. Pick your size and how often you need beans and they'll ship you a unique blend of expertly sourced and roasted coffee beans. I've been drinking Yes Please coffee for a few weeks now, and I have been loving it. Each week, I get to try a new blend of flavors that helps me mix up my mornings. And the best part is I don't have to worry about it. I don't have to go to some new roaster's website, look at all the flavors, wonder if I'm actually going to like it or not, and then finally order. Every week, Yes Please just sends me coffee and it's new and different and delicious. Each shipment even comes with an info card about the beans and some other information like reading lists and extra stuff that I just enjoy getting in the mail with my coffee. So if you're ready to upgrade your mornings with unique blends of coffee beans, sign up today. Head over to howibuilt.it yes and use the code H-I-B-I for $5 off your subscription. And don't worry, if you're going on vacation or you have a little too much some weeks, you can skip shipments or cancel anytime. Again, upgrade your mornings with coffee. Great coffee. From Yes Please at howibuilt.it slash yes and use the code H-I-B-I for $5 off. Fantastic, delicious coffee beans shipped right to you. And now, back to the show. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of How I Built It, the podcast that asks, how did you build that? Today, my guest is Chip Edwards. He is the owner of Create My Voice, and we're going to be talking about something I like a lot because I like the sound of my own voice, and that is uh, voice SEO and content for voice devices. Chip, how are you today? I'm doing great.
1: It's uh a... Uh, Great being socially distanced right now, or actually it's physically distanced. I'm not sure we're socially distancing, but we're definitely uh, physically distancing these days.
0: Yes, yeah. Good to
1: talk (laughs) to you.
0: Yeah, same. Uh, I I don't know if you were going to WordCamp Lancaster, but that was the first WordCamp that was a casualty of the pandemic for me. I was very bummed about that, but... uh, it's it's nice. We we tend to meet up at the at similar Word so we generally get to talk.
1: Yes, exactly. I, and I think wasn't the first Word Camp that we met. I think it was Lehigh Valley, wasn't that maybe a year and a little bit ago? When the, yeah, we I were think both it was. There?
0: Yeah. Our talks were at the same time, yes. I think. Yeah. And I remember because I actually wanted to go to your talk. So luckily, the, everything's on WordCamp TV now or WordPress TV nowadays. So yeah. awesome. But uh, why don't so I'm like I said I'm excited to talk about this the the topics that you generally cover are very interesting to me uh, but why don't we start off with uh, who you are and and what you do?
1: Uh, Chip Edwards and uh, I have a, a company that I started maybe a little over a couple of years ago um, called Create My Voice and what we do is we um, we build voice apps for. Um, For people to be able to, for brand owners and anybody that's got content so that they can leverage voice tech, uh, not voice technology, voice technology, but they can leverage devices that use voice to be able to uh, deliver their content. So the the big one that's really popular right now are smart speakers um, and like Amazon Alexa and Google Home and so we build voice apps for those platforms so people can talk to a device and get to your content. And you can have basically a dialogue or deliver your content to your audience through the, through the smart speaker and, and voice technology. So that's what we do as a company. Um, and then I also go around the country speaking uh, about voice technology at, uh, at conferences, lots of, lots of word camps um, and in uh, other conferences like that. Let people know, here, here's what's happening in the industry with voice technology and what are the things that you need to do to get ready for the changes that are happening as people don't uh, sit down at their computers as much and they're not pulling their phones out because they're just able to ask for what they want and the, the shift that's happening there. So
0: yeah yeah absolutely and i think well so first before we get really into it uh quick warning to listeners that we might be accidentally activating you whatever voice assistant you have i try really hard not to say it but i i find i suspect it's going to be hard not to during this conversation so just a quick warning for everybody listening not in headphones out there uh so I think the that there's a an important distinction that you made there right it's it's uh, leveraging devices that use voice to get content on there not necessarily converting say written content to audio is that right Um
1: so that good distinction and mm-hmm. um and and yes um how do I answer that right it's a little bit of both um so it's leveraging it's It's using devices that hear voice instructions. Mm -hmm. Lots of times it's a voice assistant. So smart speakers are the big ones, um, but your phone has a voice assistant in it. So when you talk to your phone, when you sit in your car and you talk to your car, anything when you start talking to a, a compute device, now you're using voice technology. The way back, though, so when we talk about converting your Text or your content into audio, um, like we're on a podcast right now. So inherently, mm-hmm. it is audio based. Right. Um, we're recording it in uh, in in audio, but these voice devices will take text content and they will convert it into audio. And so, if you're a blogger, now you can use these devices, and it will they can. Read your blog to uh, to somebody, and so now they're we're converting text into audio, and so it all becomes audio um, from the, for the end user's perspective.
0: Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. That's really good to know, right? Because there is there is that aspect of it, and um, then there's Amazon has technologies like Poly, right, which will actually create an, an MP3 of a of whatever text you feed it uh, with some. AI voice reading it and, and things like that. So that that's really interesting. Uh, and we're going to talk about a whole lot of that right now, but, um, let's, let's set the stage a little bit. Let's say I am a blogger, uh, not a stretch because I am, uh, and I want my content to show up on voice assistance. Um, what is, uh, Well, you know, actually, let's back up. Why is this important, right? Why are we having this conversation right now? I think you mentioned it a little bit, but why should content creators be thinking about this?
1: Um, So there's a couple of reasons that that uh, that it's really important to think about. Um, The first one is as people stop sitting in front of computers and pulling out their phones and swiping um, and just asking for the what they want, um, we it's not magic to be able to get your content delivered when somebody asks for it. So, um, so right now, Amazon and Google are doing a lot, a lot of work. Matter of fact, I think Amazon reported um, over a year, year and a half ago, they they said they had 10,000 employees working on their, um, on their Alexa um, uh, processes. Amazon and Google are putting a huge investment into people starting to use voice to interact with compute instead of using screens and sitting at computers Um, and so it's important from the perspective of if people start using voice as people start using voice because it's not if anymore it's it's happening Mm -hmm. um, all of a sudden your content isn't on a website I mean, it is on a website, but that's not how you get to it. When you ask for it, you're not typing in a URL or a search screen. All of a sudden you're asking for content. And so how do they get to your content? And there's two ways that happens. One of them is you let Google or Amazon decide what piece of your content they they might want to deliver to the person talking, or you can build a voice app, which is like a website for voice. And now you can decide what you want to deliver to the user when he's when he's talking to you. So that's the, the one side of it is it's not magic for getting your content onto the voice devices. You've got to do something to make that happen. And then the second thing that is absolutely critical, and we should talk about this, is in voice devices, um, there is a new thing called an invocation name. So we're used to it on the internet, we build a website and we pick a domain name on the internet and we register that domain name. Once you register the domain name, you now own that domain name. And when somebody types in that, your your domain name, your website pops up and you get to decide what the user sees. In the voice world, it's called an invocation name. So when the user uses that invocation name, Amazon and Google know, oh, hey, they use that invocation name. They want to go to your voice app. And so you want to own your invocation name on these devices. Matter of fact, Google has made it the same as a domain name. The first person that registers that invocation name owns it. So right now, it's like 1995 in the voice space. You can pick whatever invocation name you want. Um, but it's not going to be long before people start figuring that out. And they're like, oh, I got to get my invocation name. So you've got a podcast, um, and it has a name. Mm-hmm. That's your brand name. You've got a blog and it's, it's got a name. That's your brand name. You, you, those are valuable to you. Um, so an example, let me give an example on this one. I've got a, a friend, um, uh, Max Ivy. I'm not sure if you know him. He's, he's referred to as the blind blogger. Um, but okay. he started a podcast called What's Your Excuse? And he calls me up maybe a couple of months ago. And there's a couple of different podcasts that are similar to What's Your Excuse? And he had his audience call him saying, hey, I, I, I'm trying to get to What's Your Excuse? And I'm not getting to your podcast. I'm getting somebody else's podcast. And so what we did is we built the voice app because Google and Amazon were deciding what do they want to play when you said, what's your excuse? So we built the voice app with his, the invocation name of what's your excuse. Now Google and Amazon both said, oh, the user wants what's your excuse. They want to go to this voice app and we connected it up with his podcast. And so now when you ask for what's your excuse, his podcast plays It's not Amazon or Google deciding which
0: podcast gets played. That's so interesting. So like right now, right? And of course, this episode is coming out a little bit later than we're recording it. So I have a head start on everybody listening. (laughs) Uh, But if I want, if, if Nike hasn't gotten their invocation name of Nike, I could essentially grab that and squat it. Not that I would recommend that because that's like a trademark and copyright infringement. But... Uh, the point still stands, right? It, it, I, like you said, it's like 1995 with domain names. I could go and grab an invocation name, and it essentially guarantees to Google and Amazon and other, hopefully, other voice assistants as they um, take on this protocol uh, that they know to serve my content. So it could be Casabona, it could be how I built it, um, and and whenever I say. Tin Can Assistant, uh, what does Joe Casabona think about podcasting? It might know to grab my... It will know to grab my uh, my content.
1: Yes, there's a couple of restrictions around it that Google and Amazon are putting in place to mm-hmm. keep people from squatting. Okay, um, that's So nice. you can't just <laughs> grab an invocation name. You have to actually do something that... Um, that is valuable. And you, you, you basically have to build a voice app with that invocation name, you send it to Google, you send it to Amazon, get it certified. And once they certify that it does something, then you get that invocation name. Um, and then the other thing that Google is doing is because it's with Google, it's unique. The first person that gets that name owns it. They're also in in some cases, they're making you demonstrate some ownership of the name. So Nike would be really, really hard to grab mm-hmm. because it would be hard to demonstrate that you have any ownership over that brand
0: name. Right. But, I have a whole uh, website dedicated to the God, yeah. right? It's like yeah. Greek <laughs> God or something like that. <laughs> so you
1: have to have some yeah. way of saying,
0: hey, that
1: brand, I have some ownership of that brand in some cases, not in all cases, but in some cases. So how I built it? Perfect example. There are some similarly sounding podcasts like that, Mm -hmm. Um, but you have demonstrated ownership over that brand name. You could register that brand name and get it because you could demonstrate to Google, hey, this brand is mine. I want to own what happens when somebody uses it.
0: That's really interesting. It's almost like a trademark, right? Like when you Mm -hmm. apply to get a trademark, you need to demonstrate you're actually using the trademark. And and it's the same. And um, perhaps even more important, right? <laughs> I'm not saying that trademarks are unimportant. I will link to Ryan Kinney's episode where she talks all about it. But okay. more people are likely to want to have an invocation name than go off and pay a lawyer to file for a trademark. Um, so uh, yeah, I think that's very, I just learned a lot of new things right now. So I'm really excited.
1: Good, good. That, <laughs> yeah. That's part of the reason that that I'm going around and speaking at uh, at uh, conferences, because people don't know this yet. Mm-hmm. And uh, most most ideas is, oh, voice app or, you know, smart speaker. You know, I don't, you know, do I want to get in the smart speaker? And, you know, there are more toys. But 90 million people in the U.S. own a smart speaker now. So, I mean, that's over a third of the population in the U.S. that has, a, it's actually 2.6 smart speakers per person is what it's at right now. Wow. Wow. And the other thing that just came out is the, it used to be the most popular pe- place that people put these voice out or these smart speakers was in like either the kitchen or the the living room. Mm-hmm. The most popular place now is the bedroom. Wow! So, like forty-seven percent, I think, was the last number I saw. Put them in the bedroom, and like forty-four percent in the living room, and forty-three in the kitchen, or something like that. Is it plus or minus a couple of percentage points in there?
0: This episode is brought to you by iThemes. Did you know that 60% of website breaches occur because a vulnerability could have been patched but wasn't? That means having software with known vulnerabilities installed on your site gives hackers the blueprint they need to take over your site. Every day it gets harder and harder to keep track of every disclosed WordPress vulnerability. You have to compare that list to your plugins and themes by version and make sure you're constantly updating to solve this problem the iThemes security pro plugin created a better way to protect your sites against software vulnerabilities the number one culprit of wordpress sites the new improved wordpress security site scan powered by iThemes performs automatic checks for known website vulnerabilities, and automatically applies available fixes so you don't have to. Whew. That's some peace of mind, and I could speak personally to this because as somebody who has repaired hacked websites, I know that it could be costly and dangerous to lose information, especially when it's personally identifiable. So iTheme Security Pro also includes a ton of other features to help you keep the bad guys out. Brute force protection, two-factor authentication, passwordless logins, and compromised password protection. Plus a whole lot more to keep you safe. If you want to start securing your sites today, head over to howibuilt.it slash iThemes to get the best WordPress security plugin to secure and protect WordPress. iThemes is giving How I Built It listeners a 20% discount by using the code howibuiltit at checkout. Again, that's howibuilt.it slash ithemes. That's howibuilt.it slash I-T-H-E-M-E-S. And use the code howibuiltit at checkout for 20% off. And now, back to the show. I can say that we have a kitchen, living room, bedroom, and my office. Uh, Okay. And so, the one in the living room is a HomePod. Uh, which is more or less useless except for playing really nice music. Like <laughs> that's, yeah. Siri needs some work on the voice assistant part. But yeah. that makes, as a user, that makes perfect sense, right? Because you're in bed and you're thinking, did I turn the lights off downstairs mm-hmm. or did I lock the door? Like I can't wait to get a smart lock <laughs> because I could just be like, assistant, lock the door and I don't have to get up out of bed and down the stairs. So makes perfect sense. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, and the the other one that actually surprised me as far as the new numbers that just came out were um like over 15% put them in their bathrooms now. So Wow. which is which is even up from offices as far as where people are putting them. So the thing that I think this kind of demonstrates is the investment that Amazon and Google are putting into these devices. They want to put these devices everywhere and it's not just smart speakers, it's your phone. I mean they're mm-hmm. putting them in earbuds now so that yep. anywhere you're at, your voice assistant can like so, t- Amazon has a ring. A right? Ring, glasses. <laughs> I mean they're yeah. the idea is we want these voice assistants everywhere. And Amazon and Google want to be able to respond to you anywhere you are and help you out.
0: So, yeah. And again, and you so you mentioned smart, smart speakers, but that doesn't even include smartphones, right? Right. And I suspect a lot of people interact with the voice assistant on their smartphone. And for me, I am iOS everything, but mm-hmm. I like, you know, Google has a nice app. And with Siri shortcuts, I can invoke Google from Siri with my voice now. So I can get better results. I can get like the Android level results of Google's smart assistant or voice assistant um, without having to get frustrated that Siri. Doesn't even read results back to you. So, right. um, yeah, I think that's super important. A super important thing to to note. Um, most people put them in the bathroom, like daily news while they shower. I'm guessing. Um, yeah, uh, we probably shouldn't think too hard about that. But right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> awesome.
1: <laughs> Not sure what or why, but it kind of. It, it, it but is they are is. there. Yeah, yeah exactly.
0: Yeah. Uh, and before we move on to the kind of how you would build out something like this. Uh, I do want to point out something that I think it was Google, Amazon and Apple and a few other companies announced a little while ago, which was this sort of um, I'm going to get the name wrong, but it's, it's like a ridiculous acronym. This open voice platform, right? Where um, basically any company can can come in and tap into the API of all of these assistants um, in, in, in a more open way than it has been, right? Because Amazon has tens or hundreds of millions of different devices that can connect, and uh, Apple has like five. But they're trying to change that, right? Is that I didn't tee you up for this because I just thought of it. But there, there's a, there is a new, um, more open way that people will be able to get their devices on all platforms. Is that right?
1: So, so there's so there's two sides of this um, the technology that that is is critical. One of them is. I'm a. I build speakers, so Sonos, mm-hmm. JBL, um, Bose, those guys. They have speakers and they want to be able to make them smart. And at the at, originally, they had to work with either Amazon or Google or to be able to say which voice assistant do I want to put in my device. And so they worked with them to be able to come up with a more open platform. So now when you buy a Sonos now smart speaker because they now have smarts they put the smarts in yeah. you can kind of say okay what what voice assistant do i want as part of my sono smart speaker um so that's the the one side that was really important from a hardware perspective same thing with like with your right now the cars aren't quite that way but that's a that's a side of the technology that's got to get figured out so that Whoever voice assistant that you want, you can decide this is the voice assistant that is important to me. And I want to be able to interact with this voice assistant. And you don't have to buy, you know, oh, I need the Sonos Google smart speaker versus the mm-hmm. Sonos Amazon smart speaker. You know, you can decide right. what you want. Um, the The other side of it, though, still has not been um, normalized. And that is I build a if, let's go to the Internet. If I build a website, it works on, I mean, there's small tweaks I have to do between browsers, but for the most part, I build the website and it works on all the browsers. That's not true on the voice app side. Right now, if you are building a voice app, you've got to build a Google voice app. You've got to build an Amazon voice app and submit them to their certification boards to have your voice app um, uh, certified. Google and Amazon have done a really good job at making it so that people can build voice apps and get their invocation name and interact with their devices to be able to use uh, the uh, brands' uh, voice apps. Amazon, not so, or um, Apple, not so much. They have much a lot more closed platform, and so they're way behind the curve as far as engaging developers to be able to make their uh, speakers uh, smarter right now. So. Um, so Amazon and Google are the big ones, and from a perspective as far as uh, uh, percentages, Apple's got like just a tiny fragment of the market right now. Once you get outside of uh, Apple phones,
0: yeah, yeah, I think, and I mean, I think it's it's pretty apparent, right? I mean, if you search for smart light bulbs or smart whatever on Amazon or Walmart or wherever you choose to shop, um, you'll see a lot more works with. Alexa works with Google mm-hmm. than uh, then you would, you know, works with HomeKit. I, I try to look for all three mm-hmm. because I do have all three smart speakers, though we don't really use the Google ones that much. Um, but I would love to just have everything working no matter what or who I'm talking what? to. <laughs> uh, so, okay, great. So let me go back now. The, we have this, the stage is set. Uh, how hard is it to build a voice app for Amazon or Google?
1: Um, so it's, uh, uh, that's a, that is a, let me see if I can answer that question from two perspectives. Um, one of them, Amazon has made it relatively simple to build a simple voice app, um, using what they refer to as their blueprints process. Um, it's, it, you you can do a few things with it, but you can't make it do anything fancy. To be able to make it do anything fancy, you've actually got to engage a developer to be able to build you code this stuff. So my voice apps that I build are bu- built in Node.js. I mean, if you're technical, it's like mm-hmm. that's you know what that is. It's a, it's a programming language that I got to put out. Um, I build it, and it lives on a server, and it basically responds to webhook stuff. So. okay technical guys would Mm -hmm. understand that but otherwise no so um so it's 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 more complicated than building a website right now okay to build a voice app um and you've got to build an amazon version and you've got to build a google version (laughs) right now so on this side of it it's definitely not standardized and it's not simple um but Uh, amazon has got a a way of be able to do some really simple stuff that's kind of cool to play with Mm -hmm. um but outside of that, it's
0: pretty complicated. Gotcha. Yeah. So they have their blueprints. I've messed around with their blueprints, but it sounds like what you're saying is, and we'll we'll get a little technical here. I'm a programmer. Okay. Um, is with their blueprints, I can't say something like watch watch my website, maybe connect to like the REST API on my WordPress site and just grab any new content. I would need correct. to build a Node.js app for that, right? So, yeah, yeah. Um, and I think if this is purely from memory from like a year ago now, but uh, with the Blueprint, it's like you can feed it like a specific set of content, right? Is that is that about right? It's like a finite set of content that you can feed to a Blueprint?
1: Yeah. And, and it, so if you just have a an answer that you want to be able to respond to, you mm-hmm. can put that out there and it will say that, it will read back what you put in there, and then if you want to update it, you go in and you change it, like stuff like that. So that's it, that's kind of the level that it's at right now, as opposed to doing anything super complicated. Um, but it is it is it's pretty cool to play with. I actually have yeah. a a couple of exam um, couple of instruction video or uh, the PDFs on my website that I use with uh with with kids and stuff like that. To say, hey, let's build a voice app and walk walking through building one. And we nice. use the blueprints because it's simple to do.
0: Yeah. Now, would that be good enough—the Amazon version or say the Google version—to claim an invocation name?
1: So um, um, that's a good distinction. And so let me make sure that I'm real clear on this one. Mm-hmm. On it's a way of uh, it's a way of getting an invocation name on Amazon, but not Google,
0: because okay.
1: you've got to build them separate. Mm -hmm. And that's the distinction. When I mentioned that Google has made their invocation names unique. Yeah. The flip side of that is Amazon has not made them unique. So multiple people can have the same invocation name on Amazon's devices, but you can't on Google's devices. It causes a problem for the user because if there's multiple out there with the same invocation name, the user's got to say, this is the one I want. But once they choose it, it goes there Mm -hmm. Um, on Google's side. The user doesn't have to choose. Whoever's invocation name got certified with that. That's where it goes. There's no enabling the skill. It's automatic.
0: Gotcha. That makes sense, right? So on Amazon, as as you have pointed out, there are a few other podcasts that have very similar sounding names to How I Built It, including a big one. Mm-hmm. Um, so there could be a little bit of confusion on Amazon, right? Because I know that people will refer to my podcast by the big podcast name. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> So, and i I suspect that the owner of the i mean, i I don't know why I'm beating around the bush if nPR NPR has been doing a lot of stuff with Amazon, so I suspect that they're pretty well established over there with their similar sounding podcast name.
1: Um, I would have to go out and look and see how yeah. they done I know nPR has has done a lot with with the voice apps. Mm-hmm. Most people right now are working with Amazon. um, like if the last numbers I saw, I think it was like, less than 10% of, of businesses are working on the Google side than the Amazon side. So I, the last numbers were like 100,000 voice apps on Amazon and like 10,000 on on Google. So both of them are almost nothing compared to mm-hmm. like a web, the number of websites and domain right. names out there. Yes. But the the numbers there just show that a lot more people are working on the Amazon side mm-hmm. from a developer's perspective. And that's because Amazon's made it a lot easier for developers to right. do the Amazon side. But what I'm letting people know is, yeah, Amazon's important. You definitely have to have your stuff there. But Google's the critical one because right. it's the one that's unique. And so you want to get your invocation name on Google because if you do, you're the one.
0: Right, right. There's there's a lot more uh, uh, canonical, right? There's a lot more canon going on over in Google because now yes. your invocation name is also associated with the biggest search engine in the world. Okay. Um, that's super interesting. So uh, this, this has been great. Um, it sounds like with a voice app, you probably need to at least be comfortable doing some code-like things, uh, probably even with the, well, maybe not with the blueprints, but definitely if you want to do anything fancy. What can small business owners and content creators do right now to, uh, you know, maybe they're subject to what Amazon and Google decide to serve up, but what can they do for the content they currently have on their website to help it in voice searches?
1: So vo- the voice, so voice search, the voice search is like a two edged sword. Um, so let's say I'm a small business and I want to, um, I, I want to get, let Google decide what of my content they want to deliver? So you can do stuff like um, build out your schema, and you can. There's a lot of um, uh, talk about um, making sure that you've got your heading tags built like questions. Mm-hmm. I, I personally don't subscribe to the that um, that model because Google as a search engine is is really good at finding good content, and figuring out when a person types in a search bar, what they're actually looking for and matching Mm -hmm. those two up. That's what they do. And so as long as you've got good quality content written in a concise way, it makes it so that your content is more valuable to Google to show to their users when they're doing a search. The important part on this is, Um, And you can do it on any search. Do a search for something. If a featured snippet comes back, which is a new entry that is put at the top of a search result. If a featured snippet comes back, that's the thing that gets read out to smart speakers or any voice device. When you ask Mm -hmm. for it, Amazon, when you ask a question to... Google and Amazon, they're not going to give you a list of possible answers and let you figure out which one you want. They're going to give you the best one that they can figure out. So if you're not that featured snippet, you kind of don't exist anymore. Hmm. Um, So the, the good thing is, okay, if I get my content and I can become that featured snippet, okay, great. My content was read back to the user when he asked for it, or they're doing a search on Google I'm now the top entry. Okay, great. Um, I now have even more uh, prominence as far as, hey, I'm I'm the answer. But Google did something when they did that featured snippet. And what they they did was, is instead of looking at your content and giving enough phrases out of your content so a user could look at it and say, okay, that's the link I want to click to go find out more. They actually are taking your content and rephrasing it as an answer. So if you're the featured snippet, your content has been rephrased as the answer to the question. So what does that mean for somebody that's doing a search on Google? It means I have a question. Google now is displaying the answer to my question. What that means is is that I don't need to click the link. There's mm-hmm. no reason that I need to go to your website anymore because I got the answer. And Google is like, this is great for Google because Google, what's Google get? They want you to do another search. So if they give you the answer to your question, you now put in your next search. You stay on Google, which is great. Um, so for me, the voice SEO is kind of a two-edged sword. It's like, okay, hey, I made it to the feature snippet. I'm now the answer but they're not going to my website and Google just played the answer on the smart speaker. But how did that help me? I'm not sure it did. Right. Which is, so I, 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 talk about voice search, but really the real value is not in becoming the featured snippet. The real value is just like a pie. How do, how do people find your podcast? People find your podcast because other people say, oh, hey, there was this great podcast. You need to go to Joe's podcast and listen to Joe's podcast. Now you've got another listener. You've got another person in your audience. They're now committed to you because you deliver great content. It's the same in this world, in the voice world. You need to build a voice app with your invocation name, and now when your audience uses your invocation name, they get to your content. You get to decide what the response is. You're not relying on Google and Amazon to decide what the response is from your website. Your audience is now asking for your content and now you get to decide, Hey, this is what I want to respond um, to the user. And you can now ask follow-up stuff. Um, One of the examples I just gave, um, was uh, um, uh, at, at uh, April Weir's uh, Conversion Control Summit this last weekend. Mm-hmm. If you have a Capital One credit card, they're big into voice technology. They got a voice app out there. So I I give an example of, I asked for my credit card balance um, from Capital One and then Capital One says, hey, here's your balance. But then the voice app goes and says, do you want to know when your balance is due? Oh, yeah, I do. So then it says, hey, your, your balance is due on the 15th of this month. But then it goes on and says, hey, do you want to pay your bill? <laughs> because I can do all of that just with my voice. I don't have to sit at my computer. All of a sudden, I can do a lot of things with voice technology just by asking for it, just by talking to these compute devices. But that's all around that voice app and Capital One is now deciding what happens when I talk to Capital One's voice app to be able to help me. Same with with you. What content do you have, and how would you help your audience through voice technology with your content with a voice app? You get to decide. So if you want to play the voice SEO game, okay, great. But it's kind of a two-edged sword. You know, you right. might not get as much value out as it as you think you will. Um, but if you build the voice app. That's where, that's where you're able to connect with your audience. Use the voice platform to be able to engage your audience and be able to um, deliver your content, whatever content you want to deliver. Not rely on voice, uh, Google and Amazon to do
0: it for you. Today's episode is brought to you by Smile and their product, Text Expander. Save time typing and boost your productivity with Text Expander. You know, I'm all about automation and Text Expander is a great way to get started with automation. It allows you to create your own snippets for repetitive text you tend to use everywhere. Add the text, create a snippet, and boom, save precious time and keystrokes. One of my favorite snippets is for my address. So instead of typing out my full address and risking typos, I simply type dollar sign A D D R and Text Expander does the rest, filling in my full address for me. I also have snippets for my street, my city, and my zip code. But that's not all Text Expander does. With its advanced snippets, you can create fill ins, pop up fields, and more. You can even use JavaScript or AppleScript. Another one of my favorite and most used snippets is when I type PPT. That will take whatever text I have on my clipboard and convert it to plain text. So I'm no longer fighting formatting when I copy from a Word document, a Google doc, or a plain HTML page, like a website. I also use it for common links, email messages, which I can completely customize with fill-ins and drop-down menus, and even date calculations. I'm currently writing a book, and Text Expander has been instrumental with that. Text Expander is available on macOS, Windows, Chrome, iPhone, and iPad. So pretty much anywhere you do computing. If you've been curious about trying Text Expander or automation in general, now's the time. As a listener, you can get 20% off your first year. Just visit Textexpander.com/slash podcast and let them know how I built it sent to you. That's Textexpander.com slash podcast. For 20% off your first year. And now, back to the show. Playing the voice SEO game, I might get a little shout out, right? Like, according to Casabona.org, like, maybe you don't script your podcast or whatever. Um, But if I have the Casabona.org app or whatever, I could say, I don't think you should script your podcast, but... Uh, there are some other resources. Would you like me to email them to you? Right. And then I like build my email list because they're in my voice app or, or whatever, you know, there's, there could be some call to action. Like, would you like to pay your bill?
1: Right there. Exactly. Once you've engaged your audience, now you can work with the audience as far as what you want to do with your voice app, because you now have control over that dialogue that's happening with your users
0: that's that's really fantastic. And so, um, you've given us a lot of great advice. I am going to ask you my favorite question in a minute, uh, which is i'll I'll plant it now so that you have some time to think, okay. do you have any trade secrets for us? But I do want to ask you before we get to that and wrap up the show. Uh, I think I know the answer, but who do you think has the best voice assistant right now?
1: Oh, that's a good um, so. So it depends on what you're doing as to which one is best, I think. Um, Google, though, the Google Assistant is fantastic at being able to answer questions because that's what Google does. I mean, Google is excellent at that and they have scraped everybody in the world's website to be able to figure out answers for stuff. So so Google's really great at that side of it. Um, Amazon is better at being able to Um, do a dialogue and so and make it easier for developers to be able to work with their platform to be able to do stuff, which is why you've got a lot more Mm -hmm. Amazon's Alexa skills than you do Google actions right now. Um, So it kind of depends on what, metric you're, you're ranking on. I know Amazon is working really hard to be able to be better at answering questions. Mm-hmm. Um, and Google is working really hard at saying, hey, we want to integrate with all your home devices and we want to be able to get in your car and everything else too. So they're, they're, they're really competing a lot with each other to be able to be the voice assistant for, for people. Because once you kind of commit to one of them, you're you're usually, that's the one you, you use. So Amazon has more of the market right now um, from smart speakers than Google, but the prediction is that eventually it's going to equalize out, and Amazon and Google are going to have about the same market share um, with uh, smart speakers. Eventually, in the future, um, with the other everybody else having a small small piece, but it's going to be mostly Google and Amazon is what the predictions are.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. Do you think that there's um, some validity to the Apple approach of opening up shortcuts on iOS so people can build their own voice commands or is that really more like a personal level thing? And if you're a content creator, you definitely want to try to get on like Amazon and Google first.
1: Um, yeah, so I think that I'm expecting Apple to eventually come up with a plan for how they're going to engage brand owners to be able to leverage their devices. But uh, Apple's got this, th- they've got a, a good thing, bad thing going. They've got mm-hmm. a good thing because they're really secure environment, because they don't let anybody mess with it. But it's a bad thing because they don't let anybody mess with it. And so it's either Apple builds it or nobody builds it. Right. So, uh, so, so I don't know. I They've got to figure that problem out. To be able to engage brands. And so Capital One and everybody can build out their leveraging those devices to be able to help the people who use those devices. I don't, I don't know what's going to happen there yet. Um, so that's why Amazon and Google are currently running away with it because of how they've opened their platform up for people to be able to, for brand owners to be able to use those platforms to be able to engage with their, their audience.
0: Yeah, it's tough, right? The walled garden mm-hmm. is nice because, uh, you know, right. nothing's ever going to get to your garden, but right. nobody's ever going to be able to, you know, <laughs> eat from your garden or whatever. Um, right, exactly. That, I feel like that analogy fell apart quickly, but, you know, I know what you're saying. Um, awesome. So let's wrap up here. Do you have any trade secrets for us? Some piece of advice that uh, you try to impart upon people when you speak at conferences or when you have a, a call with a client?
1: Yeah, so um, so I think I gave the the I think I gave the trade secret piece away that I I present it uh, at uh, um, at conferences, and that is, hey, this invocation name thing, nobody knows about it yet, and it's gonna be a big deal, and right now is the time where you can choose your you you can get in and you can get your brand now. There's going to be a mad scramble once people figure this out. Um, So sooner as opposed to later, um, especially if you have a brand that um, has, uh, that has multiple people kind of own that brand. Mm -hmm. um, You really want to be early or if you have a brand that sounds similar to another brand. So it's not, it's not the letters. It's not the spelling. It's the sounds that are important. So I I mentioned Capital One earlier. So how many different ways are there to spell Capital? How many different ways are there to spell One? Okay, so if I own Capital One spelled differently, Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter because it sounds the same. The voice device can't figure out the difference. So I can own a differently spelled Domain name that sounds similar to your domain name, and I can go to Google and say, "Hey, this is my invocation name," because right, you now can actually demonstrate ownership of that sound of those sounds. Yeah. Uh, so that's own, that's a yeah. small tweak to the, the normal thinking about uh, domain names and and uh, and, and brand and names, brands, and yeah, right
0: trademarks too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah so if I own. Capital with an O, right? C mm. A. Um, I can't spell, but you know, T O L, and then right. the digit one. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. That sounds exactly the same as right. Capital One, the the banking brand or whatever. Or even
1: W O N. I mean, one. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. So it's there's actually a website. I'll have to look it up for you. There's a website that that actually does homonyms or words that sound the same. There are a lot more words that sound the same than than you would believe, um, and That's so, so interesting. Yeah, and so it's like all of a sudden it's a whole different ball game. For I could actually go out and register something that is totally spelled different, but it sounds the same.
0: Right. Yeah. It's okay. <sighs> So, okay, I have uh, one more question then. I know we got the trade secret and we're supposed to wrap up, but this just made me think of something, right? Okay, in America, we call tin foil aluminum foil. In England, they pronounce aluminum aluminium. Mm-hmm. Is that two different invocation names, or, or is Google smart enough to know that it is the same word, the same thing, just a different pronunciation? Um, that's
1: uh, that's actually a really good question. Uh, g- so it gets a little bit more technical um, mm-hmm. but the the high level is when you have your voice app you actually register it for different um different areas as well as different languages and mm-hmm. so 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 most of them are built for. us English right now mm-hmm. but I could so for Amazon lots of times I'll do it for all of the English. Uh, speaking areas. I'll do it for you know, so Great Britain and India and Canada and and Australia. It seems like I'm missing one. Anyway, <laughs> uh, so in each of those each of those areas, you can say this is the sound or this is the words because lots of times uh, we'll use different phrasing even right. to mean the same thing. And yeah. so that's the, the way that you can make your voice app um, respond differently and or understand different phrasing and how how does that mean and so yeah you basically have to tailor it for each
0: yeah area. it's it's a, a a different take on localization right yes it's, exactly
1: wow. yeah, yeah
0: yeah man very complicated stuff but super cool well yeah. chip thank you so much for taking the time today we talked a little longer than normal but i had a lot of questions and uh, you answered all of them i hope the listeners. I know the listeners learned something today. Um, If they want to learn more about you, where can people find you?
1: Uh, So the easiest way is to uh, go to my website, createmyvoice.com. You can also get me on uh, social media. I'm LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, mostly. Um, Awesome. uh, So you you can hook up with me there. Um, On my website right now, I've got a... um, a way of setting up a, a free 15 minute strategy session with me. Um, so definitely take advantage of that while I'm not so booked that I can't keep doing that. So uh, yeah. right now I've got that available for people um, as well as uh, de- definitely a, definitely a way to, you know, shoot me any questions. My contact information's out on the website. So create my is the easiest way to get to me.
0: Awesome. I will link to that and everything we talked about in the show notes over at howibuilt.it. Chip, thanks so much for joining us today. I really appreciate it.
1: Absolutely. Thanks, Joe. This was great. Good talking to you.
0: Thanks so much to Chip for joining us today. Get your invocation name now. It's really important. Really important. Uh, And that special offer I promised at the top of the show, Chip is offering 10%, a 10% discount to listeners. So head on over to createmyvoice.com. Let him know that this show sent you and he'll give you a 10% discount. Now to find that link and all of the show notes, head over to howibuilt.it slash 183. Thanks so much to this week's sponsors. Yes, Please Coffee, iThemes, Security Pro, and Text Expander. So excited to have them as supporters of the show. If you want more tips, tricks, updates, information about the show and creating content for your business, why don't you sign up for my newsletter? It's the Build Something newsletter and you can subscribe over at howibuilt.it built.it slash subscribe. Thanks so much for listening. And until next time, get out there and build something.